Welcome back to the Frying Pan Podcast. Uh, you join us now on episode 13. That's right, unlucky for some. And it's Friday as well, Friday the 13th. You join us here on the Frying Pan. Unlucky for some, for me, it's another meaningless day in my meaningless existence as a teacher in, uh, in southern Spain. And to be honest, all, all the years that I have lived up until this point, Friday the 13th has had exactly the same um, connotations anyway. But it's, it's, it's fantastic to be back. We've uh, had a little break. Uh, that is due to a, a slight change and a slight change in the moniker of the, uh, of the podcast and the theme, certainly. Uh, for no longer is this an expat plural experience. Uh, it is an expat singular experience uh, as I am still an expat, but Rowan has returned to the fair shores of the USA for a small period of time. Uh, as always, I'm joined by friend and writer Rowan Kane. Rowan, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, for those who... I'm not sure when the last time our podcast was, but I have, I have shaved. I have, uh, I have cut my hair. I think we did one since I cut my hair. Yeah, we did. Uh, but I am I'm back in in civilization, rejoined civilization. Not that I wasn't in civilization in Indonesia, but a different different kind of civilization, I guess is is uh, is the way to put it. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm hanging in there, trying not to go go stir crazy in the middle of the woods here, where uh, where I'm based. But yeah, things are things are things are all right. Thank. How, how about yourself, Lip? Yeah, all good, all good. Um, we're we're enjoying a, an unseasonably hot November, um, which is fantastic. Uh, same, it's been uh, same here. Actually, I thought I was going to get home and it was going to be freezing cold, and it was like like seventeen, eighteen when I got home in the in the first week of November. It was it was absurd. It was very unseasonably warm, but yeah. And thank you for using Celsius for our British yeah. listenership. Yeah, it was like um, seventy. Is... It was like seventy. Okay. See, international podcast, we go on both sides of the uh, temperature gauge. Uh, but yeah, here has been uh, incredibly hot, and I, I drone on about this all the time because I'm fundamentally British and like to talk about the weather. Uh, but they, um, yeah, it's been it's been 24. It's been uh, beautiful, uh, really really nice. Stuff has started to grow. Um, so the scorched earth that preceded uh, the, the sort of wet season, which lasted two days here. Um, but it was really wet for two days, um, has, has gone and there's stuff is growing. There's, there's like hares, uh, as in the kind of wild, large rabbit things, uh, roaming free around the countryside. Uh, you can go walking and hiking and it's actually, it's a very, very pleasant. Um, and the price of beer hasn't changed, which is great. So that's also, um, a sort of more consistent positive than the weather, uh, which is in itself very consistent. So, uh, Rowan, you find yourself in Connecticut? Connecticut, right? yeah, Connecticut. 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 Okay. One of the states that on the Sporkle Challenge uh, people can't get because nobody can spell it. Is that nobody correct? can spell it. Also, I've, I've, I've realized that people don't really know where Connecticut is, which I don't really blame them because it is a small place, uh, but it's it's... In the Northeast, between New York and Massachusetts, but it people for some reason get it confused with Kentucky, which I guess hmm. phonetically it, that that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, so it's it, it it that's where I am, and it should be cold out, and it hasn't been cold out, but it is getting cold out. I guess is the best way 
to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that works out. That works out. Um, so I gather, obviously, you, you came from, from Indonesia and you are now in the eastern seaboard of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, Culture shock. How are you? How are you dealing with that? Yeah, actually, this that, that that that's a funny story. So, so the week I got back, maybe the week after I got back, uh, my mom wanted to take me to a dinner party, which is the situation I'm living in now, where I go to dinner parties with my mom, mm-hmm. for better or worse. Uh, and I hadn't been in a room with that many white people in ages. I mean. Like America, like it just was a very strange scenario that I found myself in, where I was actually like nervous to be around a bunch of white Americans. Uh, hmm, it, it was like an overload of it was like a social overload almost, and uh, yeah, it was it was very strange. I really needed a drink, and thankfully there were there was bourbon bourbon to be had. Uh, um, oh, so that that steadied wonderful. my first bourbon, kind of steadied steadied my nerves a little bit, and got hmm. back got back yeah, in the flow I, of things. I can never control myself at those sort of events. The combination of like the social, uh, uh, the having to talk to people and free alcohol has always proved like too much of a draw. And uh, there's certain, uh, well, certain facets of my family who we, we no longer kind of hang out in that that, that setting any longer yeah. as, as a result of my behavior. But um, it was actually that, it was actually yeah. So at, at this at this dinner, it was actually kind of funny. The first. Uh, there was a, there was a mixologist there who wanted to like mix all these drinks and they were very fall autumnal drinks with like mm. cider and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, that's nice. Uh, but I, I'll just have a bourbon on ice, please. And she looked devastated that I didn't want to have, try one of her mixed drinks. I had tried both of them and I was like, they're, they're okay, but I just want straight bourbon. So she, I had to apologize. I apologized to her after and she she accepted my apology, but you could tell she was her 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 her, her feelings had been hurt. Oh, okay, I mean, there's there's obviously there's the two schools of barmen, uh, and I I come from the opposite school, uh, having quite a considerable bar experience. But the idea of anyone asking me for a mixed drink that was not with two ingredients would be very very much looked down upon. I would say. Uh, so so yeah, there's there's those that do it kind of professionally. Uh, and there's those that do it professionally and enjoy what they do. This, so this was her like uh, this was like a hobby. I think I think she was like trying it out, like like yeah, kind of as a as a fun little party trick kind of thing. And I, I was having none of it. So mm. yeah. keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. That's the way I, the way I look at it. Yeah, uh, beer comes out same way it goes in. It's a lot easier that way. There you go. Uh, Whiskey uh, is a bit of a different quandary, but fundamentally it tastes great. So, uh, yeah, keep on going there. So, yeah, fantastic. So you're back in America. Um, and I gather you had an unusual experience traveling from Indonesia to the eastern seaboard of America, which is one hell of a journey. Yeah. And that's that's uh, a real – just geographically, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not sure you could actually make it much – huger than that. Uh, so, so yeah, so, so the, the flight that I was on, uh, was only 24 hours. If, and when I go back, the return trip is like 40, uh, because of a layover, (laughs) but this was, so this was on China Eastern airlines. And, uh, I don't think I've mentioned this in a, in a podcast before, but so uh, very, very reasonable airfare, actually cheap airfare. 
uh, $185 return, which is for a 20, for a 24 hour flight is very good. It's like $185 to go from Indonesia to Connecticut and back. 850. What'd I say? 185. Okay. No, I said, excuse me. 850. $850. $850, not $185. $850, which is about 600 quid. So that's, I mean, it's still reasonable, but not as as absurdly priced as that. I mean, that's really, I like that. If you're going to, I mean, I'm I'm assuming there's going to, if there was going to be any complaints about the the service, that $185 to fly over the Pacific Ocean. Um, I, I would be willing to hear it unless it was in a C forty seven or something like that yeah. with no floor. Um, anyway, like yeah. fantastic. So, so okay, uh, so cheap cheap airfare. Uh, so as soon as I as soon as I booked the flight, uh, I did the reverse of what I should have done. I, I looked at the reviews after I bought the flight, and the reviews mm-hmm. on this particular particular airline were atrocious. Uh, I think it was. The worst airline I've ever flown on. We were lucky to stay in the air. There was nothing to do. Like the food was shitty. It gave me food poisoning. Like I almost died. Da 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 da. <laughs> so I, I went into this flight with extremely low expectations. So the first flight was from uh, was from Bali to Shanghai, and then Shanghai straight to JFK. So the Bali okay. to Shanghai flight was eight hours. Uh, overnight, so saw the sun come up, saw Tuesday morning come up on uh, flying Bali to Bali to Shanghai, and there were no personal TVs in the in, in the flight, and for an eight hour flight, like that's a long time for to not have something to watch, um, mm. and they also wouldn't allow phones even if they were on flight air, air, airplane mode to be turned on. So it was it was a very weird situation. Uh, but got through that and, uh, had some, didn't have a lot of, or had, had some space to stretch out. Right. So it, it, it wasn't the worst flight I was on. Then the flight from, uh, um, Shanghai, which was as, mo- uh, foggy and muggy and, and like gross outside as you can imagine. Like, like they're not shitting you when they see like smog covering everything. It was, it was dire flight from JFK or from Shanghai to JFK went like over the pole and it was like 12 hours. And I was trying to sleep because again, we're going over, it's like a nighttime flight. So I'm trying to sleep and I'm, I'm in like right on the aisle in the front, uh, not in the front front, but like in the, where there's a lot of leg room. So I, I, that was nice, but I'm leaning back and there, there's a, a stereotype, fair or unfair, of Asians that they can't drive, and I think this has to do with with the idea that space is different, like spatial recognition, spatial awareness is different for Asians than it is for Westerners. You could certainly because, make the argument that they live in a lot sort of closer, right? Uh, right. Yeah. The number of times I was bumped by people or people touched me or people touched the TV screen because we'd have a TV screen on this one in front of me. It was every five minutes someone was bumping me or someone was bumping my leg or someone was like using my shoulder as a like a hand rest to go through. 
It was the most uncomfortable I've ever felt on a flight. Not for the seat, not for the air temperature or for whatever. It was because I was touched every five to ten minutes by people that were passing by me. By the end of the flight, I was literally like glaring at – and I'm very easygoing. Like I don't, I don't get angry that easily. I was literally glaring at people like telling them, why are you touching me? Why are you bumping me? Like do you not realize this is my like personal space? Like stay out mm-hmm. of it. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a flight and it was, it was, it was, I, looking back on it now, like it was, I'm not looking forward to the flight back. I'll, 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 I'll put it that way, especially cause it's, I have 10 hours in, in, in Shanghai. 10 hours in Shanghai. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose it's on the, the, the one night in Bangkok kind of scale of, uh, yeah. Understand layovers. Well, I mean that's uh, it. Sounds sounds all um, sounds a little bit grim. I mean, I don't I don't know how. Yeah. I haven't been on a lot of long haul flights in my in my time, to be honest with you. So I I, I mean I've only been sort of one or two, and uh, yeah, they've all been um, sort of more or less. Uh, ah, ai, what's going on ai, here? Ai. Uh, yes, that's that's true. Um, there is a theatre performance. Uh, Sorry okay. to digress okay. from my, my but, but yeah, there's a there's a theatre performance in the, uh, the the room next to us, um, okay. which is is happening just now. That is the background noise you're hearing. The high pitched sort of almost wailing is the caretaker here, the uh, vigilancia and uh, vigilancio vigilan vigilantha yeah, and he um, he has a, um, a very particularly like. Uh, what, 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 how can you describe it? Sort of uni volume way of talking, okay. which like doesn't uh, doesn't sort of change. Um, I did instruct him earlier that I would be doing this podcast um, in, in in fairly good Spanish as well, yeah. um, and uh, if possible, like I could have like half an hour without being asked what I was doing. Um, but so far he hasn't come in but I can see him in the window now um, and <laughs> I know I know in my heart of hearts he's like itching to come in and ask me why I am here yeah. 15 minutes after my schedule my last class uh, was scheduled to end yeah. uh, and I've, I've explained this to him and um, this is something that we have um uh, this is a little digression, but another, um, and it, it will lead on to what we were going to talk about next week, actually, which is the absurdities of Spain. But I have a, an interesting relationship with my caretaker here, okay. um, who is, um, I would say, uh, he really takes his job incredibly seriously, which is great because, yeah. like, if that, if you are looking for one quality in someone that looks after a building, this is this is one. But like, it's gone beyond like all reason, like all all reason. Um, I have so far tried, um, I, I work in a cultural center, what, what one could term a community center. So there is a music room, there is a, a language room, there is a little, the, uh, like a hall for really low quality children's entertainment acts, it seems, and for adults to get drunk while watching them. Um, and then there is the caretaker. And usually it's just me and him. Um, he speaks no English. Uh, I, I, and he speaks with like the thickest accent that you can possibly imagine. Like it's really, really hard. Like, uh, think sort of backwater bayou and sort of times I, I yeah. understand maybe sort of 20 to 30% of what he's going on. And from the nouns, I can understand the context of the sentence and then I'm fine. 
Anyway, so far um, I've tried to play the piano in the other room. When I'm, I have like a, a break, I'll go and try and play the piano. Um, so the only time I've tried to do this, um, he came in and said, why are you playing the piano? I said, oh, because I have no class. And he said, but you're not the music teacher. And it was like a different way of looking at saying no, which was, uh, you're the English teacher. Yeah. You teach English. Yeah. That's what you do. Like, you don't teach music because you're not the music teacher. And so I said, oh, but I can play the piano. Like, I enjoy playing the piano. I was just, you know, uh, just giving it a little, a little play. A little tickle. Go, no, no, no. That's, yeah, absolutely. And um, th- that was, that was like, absolutely not. Like, no way. No way whatsoever. Like, it, it wasn't even he said no. He just could not stop saying, like, I am not the English, I'm not the music teacher, so why am I in the music classroom? Was it, was so it, a, is, was it like a, not like a cognitive thing, but was it like he couldn't wrap his head around why you were playing the piano or was it like a kind of like passive aggressive, like you're not the music teacher, like get out of here, like this isn't your room or somewhere I in between? Think what's the, when you have been, it's somewhere in between, like it wasn't malicious, it was yeah. just like complete incomprehensibility yeah. and the fact that like I could do both of the things yeah. uh, or be in two of the places when I wasn't scheduled to be in one. So you're basically, everything has to be done like to the letter, yeah. but beyond all reason, um, beyond all reason. I asked like, oh, is there anyone coming to play the piano? And he said, no, but that didn't matter. That was like past the point. Uh, the other big issue I've had here is trying to borrow a computer mouse from the computer classroom, which is the other classroom. Uh, and that was akin to saying we want to, I don't know, uh, so, trying to do like war game activities in between North and South Korea, like trying to explain that. Like it was, it was absolutely impossible to explain that my computer, I needed a mouse to do something because the, the pad was a bit broken and I would bring back the mouse the other day, uh, but then it was just like impossible to make the, like... High-level diplomatic negotiations were needed to procure a mouse. Yeah, yeah. To go from the act of needing something to the act of getting something, there was like a chasm of misunderstanding uh, (laughs) in between. And uh, this is what I deal with on a a pretty daily basis, um, which is fine. Uh, And we have the same conversation every day. He asks me like exactly when my hours are and... I explain, and like, if there is any exceptions, I try and bring them up beforehand. Otherwise, I have to explain again, and it's yeah, it was it, it sort of snowballs. But we're we're quite on good form now. And as with all people in this town, he is an older man, and he brings me oranges, uh, which is good. Continuing my fine tradition of not having sex with anyone who is a female ineligible, but getting given fruit by lots of old men here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to conclude that, that's, um, that, that's all, uh, Speaking that's of that, is there, to say on the matter. is there any update on the, uh, on, was it Luz's daughter? Uh, what, what was her name? The Car- Carmela? What was, what was the? Uh, uh, Packy's daughter. Packy's daughter. Yes. Packy's daughter. Packy's daughter. Yeah. Anna, um, work in progress, I think. Yeah. Well, um, that's, but that's a... not, not, I mean, like, not, not that I'm a work in progress in that I haven't made any progress. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, You're still, yeah. it's still in the planning stage. It's still in the, uh, yeah. It's still in the, like, sit on the toilet and imagine it in my mind stages, Rowan, I've got to be honest with you. Like, uh, so I suppose that's planning. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's planning. That's planning. Oh, yeah. That's planning. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. 
so we're so we're going off that anyway. Sorry, I, I do digress. I've, I've kind of um, I've, I've gone on uh, I've gone on a bit of a tangent, but that that's fine. This is what this episode's all about. That's this what we're is, here uh, for. Coming back. That's what we're coming back. That's what we're here for. Um, I mean, well, so uh, tell me, Ron, what's um, have you noticed anything? Obviously, the the culture is is, is very very uh, very 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 different. Mm. Um, are you are you looking forward to your stay in America or? Um, you know, I, I am. How, how are you feeling? I am. Uh, yeah, I am in some ways. There, there are some peculiarities that I mean. I lived. I've like grew up here. I lived here. I'm in touch with the culture here. But like, culture changes a lot quicker than I thought it would. And ten mm. months gone, like I see. I, I feel like I've missed a lot more than I did for when I was away in Scotland or in, in the Netherlands or anything like that. I, I just feel like I've like there are terms that I don't know. Like a fuckboy. A fuckboy is a term that has come into the uh, lexicon uh, in the U.S., and I had to look it up. I had no idea what a fuckboy was. Um, thigh tattoos. Can you enlighten our listeners? Yeah, a fuckboy is basically basically a selfish guy, like someone who who uh, who will, um, yeah fuck you and leave you i guess i don't know like it's just like a like a selfish kind of asshole like an asshole i think i think i think it's i think it's synonymous with like an asshole or but he's not it's not actually specifically geared towards uh sex which is is interesting no no yeah Mm -hmm. no it's like it's it's the same it's i think it's an asshole i think it's the like you're an asshole you're a fuck boy i think it's i I think it's synonymous uh another another little peculiarity that I've, I've come, uh, come across are thigh tattoos on, on girls. Mm. I've seen uh, a lot of them, not in person, but on kind of social media and, and, and the like, uh, of, of thigh tattoos, big-ass thigh tattoos, like on the side or on the quad or it just mm. – and I don't understand that. I, that that's, that's something I, I don't find very attractive and don't really like – know why someone would find it attractive it's a very interesting conundrum in that like the human thigh and the clothing that has been designed to uh either cover or you know aerate the human thigh i'm talking about trousers and shorts here um like no matter in what way you wear them uh both are very socially inappropriate if you wanted to display the entirety of your tattoo, which, in my opinion, should be the point of a tattoo. You want people to see it rather right. than to have, like, something that is, is invisible. Like, it, it, you know, it needs meaning in as much wishy-washy fucking way that is, it does. Um, however, for example, if you are a girl with a thigh tattoo and you're wearing shorts in order to show your thigh tattoo, um, in order to expose it all, you've either got to pull your shorts down, which defeats the point of the shorts in the first place. And I'm all for that. Like, fucking hell, I'm all for that. Yeah, go for it. Like, wear pants around the street. Like, it gives me material for weeks. And I'm, I'm, I'm there. But, like, uh, and the other, the other option is to, like, wear your shorts at, like, uh, a uncomfortably, High. both visually and physically level. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, or pants and you're not showing it at all. I, 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 I mean, like, I, yeah, it, I, it, it really confuses me. It really confuses me. Mm. Um, but you're right. There, there's no vestial reason or vestial kind of accompaniment with, with, uh, 
with uh, for for the for the thigh tattoo. There are a couple other peculiarities that I've I've come across that I, I'm 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 confused about, but we won't go into them now. But yeah, okay, yeah, um, yeah. No, fantastic. No, it's uh, it's interesting to go in uh, to see how things change, and when I go back to. Uh, Scotland, which will actually be the first time for any kind of extended period of time. I, I, maybe I will start to notice. Maybe people are less miserable, or uh, no, yeah, they're probably not. They're, yeah, they're just they're just as miserable. They're just as miserable. Just as miserable. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, we see. We'll see. Jabaremo. Uh, and I suppose on uh, on that sultry note, uh, that's probably a, a fair 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 point to uh, wrap things up for this uh, this episode. Um, do you have an expat experience? I, I, I think I think since you're still the expat, I think we, we, we should go into at least one expat experience since since. Ah, yeah. Well, we we, we can. Yeah, I had my um, like Spain's uh, idea to like drive me crazy in my ah no. This is a great expat experience. Actually, I have a better one than that. I've got it. That that'll do for another day. Um, I have my house uh, vandalized uh, Spanish style. Which was um, which was great. Obviously, I live in a very small village, and everyone knows where I live uh, because um, I do things that other people don't do, like wander around my flat semi naked, uh, hang my washing on the balcony, which nobody does, um, and leave my cleaning utensils like mops on the balcony. So uh, last Saturday, um, as I was uh, sitting and watching the Owen Wilson film, the internship uh which i can say in my own personal opinion was terrible uh that can be done for a film episode um there was some loud banging on my my windows and i i thought like maybe there's thunder or something it was it was like very intense um prolonged rumbling is all i could describe it as and i had no idea what was going on i figured there was a storm outside and i went out to have a look and there was a hmm, not a couple and not a mob but like somewhere in between uh, a couple and a mob the kind of six to seven people uh, pelting my house with oranges because now is orange season and all the trees are like ripe with oranges Um, so I had my house oranged which is like the equivalent of Obviously, in other countries, in Britain, in Scotland, we egg people's houses. Right. Um, I have my house orange, which was very interesting, not least because one thing is, I mean, I, I guess a, a very unripe orange can do a lot of damage. Yeah. Um, but you, if you can imagine where I live, I have two balconies, uh, both with railings similar, that, that act in the way of a basket. So when I opened the door, uh, my balconies were awash with oranges uh like delicious and very edible oranges some of which had exploded but like the majority of which remained uh completely intact so i had all of these uh i I, I was subject to an act of vandalism that actually had a very beneficial ending for me there was no cleaning involved i mean the broken ones i kind of just threw back off the balcony into the park below and uh, I was left with 50 um, edible pieces of fruit. Um, a decent also, smell as well, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, it was actually, like, in terms of vandalism, if you're going to like cause any physical damage, use a brick. That's, 
That's the classic thing. Use a brick. If you want to just be a pain in the ass and make them clean it, use an egg. Or, uh, you know, throw a fish if you really want to get creative. But fundamentally, eggs and stones are like the, the, you know, don't, don't fix what it, don't, don't fix what isn't broken. These are the classics. Right, right, right. You want to, you want to do it, you want to egg someone's house, you egg it. Don't throw oranges. Oranges is, uh, people like oranges. In general, not many people don't like oranges. Uh, it's like one step off throwing uh, chocolate bars at your, at your window. Um, throwing it's, candy. It's, really... it's halfway to Mardi Gras. You're like you're like yeah. throwing candy or, or or beads. At yeah, it's it's something that people enjoy. People get given oranges as gifts. I get an orange every every year for Christmas. Like that's the mm-hmm. like it's it's a gift. It's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a dumb thing. Um, and that was that was totally fine. Um, and then. I believe also yesterday my house, there was an attempted TPing of my house, uh, toilet papering, uh, which also uh, failed um, in its inception. One thing that I actually like, if I was given like a, a, that would be really convenient actually, like if someone could get some rolls of toilet paper to stick to my property, because it's one thing I never fucking have. And like with all the olive oil and um, paprika that I eat here, like it's something I need a lot of. And Fundamentally, if they could have done a similar operation as the oranges the previous week, it would have been great. But they hadn't factored in Spanish architecture mm. because the houses are what we call, I think, Pueblo style. Mm. So there's not a lot of hanging eaves and things with things upon which toilet paper could be draped. Yeah. Uh, so actually, it all ended up on the floor of the square below, which made my house look fucking mental. But um, there was... Uh, unfortunately, none of it, uh, no, none none of it made, made it, it inside. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you, have, its, its mark. Do you have an idea of who the per, uh, who, whom the perpetrators are? Who the perpetrators yes. are? Yes. Yes. Uh, one ringleader who's... Um, I, I, I can't remember his name. Uh, but not my pupil directly. Uh, okay. okay. So, that, was, um, that was the next question. I, I think... No, he's not, not one of mine. Uh, otherwise, I was... Uh, well... Nah, I mean, I wasn't going to kill him, but because obviously his actual act was almost an act of kindness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, that, that worked out well. Uh, but yeah, I got a name, and I think the only way to solve this is to go street justice, kind of uh, yeah, Charles Bronson style. Absolutely. And uh, one day, yeah. Or just, yeah, we'll try and shag his sister or mother or something like that. That's always, that would be good as well. That is, in its own way, a form of street justice. We see. Yeah. We will see. Yeah. Yeah. I do not have a, a expat experience, but I have a homebody experience now that I am home. And it is actually a tip for, uh, for television viewing, binge-watching pleasure. Uh, episode or a sh- sh- new- newest show, not that, not that new, but two seasons out on Netflix called Peaky Blinders. It's about a gang mm. uh, yeah. in, of gypsies in Birmingham. And it is uh, with Killian Murphy and Sam Neill, who is uh, plays a father figure in some some shows. But uh, it's a he's he's the the evil Northern Irish cop, and it's a it's a good show. It's a good show. So so I I, I, I recommend it highly. But the the tie into your previous uh, expat experience was that there is a lot of street justice that that goes on in in Peaky okay. Blinders, and yeah, it's it's a it's a fun show. If I can, yeah, uh, 
take a piece of post-war Birmingham and put it in the middle of yeah. uh, rural Spain, yeah. I will. Post-World um, War One. Post, post, post-World War One. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Interwar Inter-war. Birmingham. There you go. what I should have said. There you go. Interwar Birmingham. There you go. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Great. Hopefully the sisters and the mothers thing will work out. Yeah. Nicely. yeah. yeah. That's, that's, we'll that's what you really need. Well, it was great, great talking to you this week. Thanks for uh, sorry about the delay in, in in getting back to you, and it's good to good to get the pod back on on track. Absolutely, we will be back next week uh, speaking about all things expat and non-expat, giving you the variety of life that you so crave. Uh, so tune in, tune in again. If you want to follow me, you can uh, on my magazine, uh, which has got plenty of new content up there at the moment. Great so content. Check it out. That's great content. Um, yeah, yeah. Very good content. Good, good work over there, you guys. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, that's at TalkingSoup.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, at TalkingSoupMagazine. Uh, at Rowan, how are people going to get in touch with you? Uh, at R-L-M-K-A-N-E. Uh, the uh, blog is a little dormant at the moment. Uh, I have a couple of topics that I want to write about, but I've been lazy and I haven't written about them. So... Uh, you may see some posts on there. You may not. You may see some posts from me on Talking Soup, depending on if I get my act together. Uh, so look forward to that. And uh, yeah, once again, great talking to Lou. See you next week. Absolute pleasure. See you next week, Ron. Everybody else, see you next week. Bye bye. Bye now. I was gambling in Havana. I took a little risk. Send lawyers, guns, and money. 